Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Love Leading with Dr. Shannon podcast. We have such a great episode planned for you guys today. I always enjoy not only bringing in couples and sharing love stories, but I also enjoy bringing in the couples that I've worked with in my program so that I can um, hopefully show and instill hope that it too can be something that you too can have out there. So I have a special couple um, really queued up and ready to go. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, this is Corey and Maria, and they um, are joining us today. So welcome, Corey and Maria. Thank you. Thanks. Nice to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. So we were just talking about, gosh, how long has it been since you've been through, you guys did a two-day intensive, and then you did a, a follow-up um, program afterwards. Was yours um, six months or a year? I can't recall. I think it you was six months. You probably don't remember. <laughs> six months? Okay. I so think so, yeah. Six months follow-up program, and that's now been two years ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we done two more sessions two more sessions after the six months to yeah. do just your maintenance kind of checkups which is awesome i know i love that because i've been um really sharing with my um community out there that you know your relationship is needing just as much um annual maintenance as like you get your physical exams, you get your dental, you know, um, cleans. So, you know, why not just continue to schedule those relationship follow-ups because you're protecting the investment and the effort that you guys put into it. So diving right in, we want to understand exactly um, kind of what you guys did. So gosh, tell us a little bit about you. How long have you been married? Uh, just maybe a little tidbit of how you got to know each other, and then we'll dive in about some of the um, things that were going on that brought you to the intensive. Me? All right. Uh, we've been married 26 years now. Um, we uh, met on a blind date. My aunt worked at the same company uh, Maria Maite worked at and introduced us, and we... Uh, Ended up talking on the phone for hours and hours and hours and <laughs> fell in love and got married. <laughs> I mean, there's so a little too. <laughs> blind dates still work out there. Goodness. Well, they me. did <laughs> 26 years ago. It did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you have anything that you want to add to that, Maria? Well, we got married three months after we met. <gasps> So that was like the first, it, it took us seven years to get pregnant. So those seven years were like the eternal honeymoon. You know, it was almost like the dating and the honeymoon for seven years. Mm -hmm. So then kids came. And, and uh, now you have two lovely grown um, daughters, correct? What are their ages? 19 and 16. Mostly grown. <laughs> 
mostly ground. They're, the the verdict is still out because their brains are still cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But that is, you guys are in the thick of it. You're transitioning these um, wee little ones into the adult life. And that takes a lot. So congratulations to you on that. All right. So take me back. That was, um, you know, a blind date, seven years of honeymoon bliss, a little bit of challenges getting pregnant. And then a fast forward. I do know that, you know, couples have two kind of they have the internal dynamics of the relationship where, you know, fireworks or shutdowns and their lines of communication. We're going to talk about that as well. But a lot of um, couples have these outside forces of life stressors, oppressors just pushing in. And you transitioned into parenthood. Um, fast forward, you both kind of experienced some health challenges that, you know, dynamically impacted um, your own individual, but your own interaction with one another. So tell me in your own words, what was going on? What was the nature of the relationship um, that really prompted you to think you needed to reach out to me? I'll give my version. I mean, in my version, um, I had... I was in the middle of going through cancer treatment and kids were teenagers and it's like the identity, uh, trying to identify who I was, was I a mom, was I a wife? And there was a lot of disconnect between Corey and I. Um, I didn't feel heard. Uh, It was resentment. So... And the kids, I mean, just just life with teenagers by itself, it's difficult. Then you add to that having cancer during the pandemic. It was really difficult and we were not communicating. Right, Um, right, right. That is challenges in enough enough health related. You're not at your best self. You are transitioning into parenting teenagers with probably very differing parenting kind of ideals, um, styles, and then COVID hits and you're like under one roof. Big, big challenges. Corey, do you want to add to that at all? Yeah, definitely. I think think one of the biggest problems was the not communicating was that didn't even know it until we got with you, but we didn't know how to communicate. Like we didn't understand where the other one was coming from. We come from really different backgrounds. Um, yeah, she comes from a single parent family in Mexico. I come from dual parents in Ohio. So pretty (laughs) different ends of the spectrum. And we just didn't fully understand you know, we were kind of looking at two sides of the same coin and we were seeing different things. But so a lot of the a lot of the miscommunication and arguments and everything we had was just because we didn't really understand where or why the other person was was coming from. Right. Right. Yeah. And we and so that's kind of where we start. We um, there are things that we um, have difficulties talking through. Like the, like we just mentioned, the challenges of parenting teenagers, the challenges of working through cultural and ethnical, um, you know, differences. 
Um, but also it's how we have those conversations that sometimes are problematic because they don't allow us the ability to get to the other side of that work through on those situations. And so we start with that cycle. So um, I guess this is a little test for you guys two years later. So um, typically um, it's pattern that in those moments of what we feel like is an emotional kind of impact from our partner, that we have an action tendency to either flight, which is a ramp up or fight. I mean, a flight, which is a move away or fight, which is a ramp up or um, a freeze, which is a shut down. So what's your cycle? What do you guys do in your cycle? I am the fighter. Mm -hmm. I'm the Latina. Mm -hmm. I am going mm -hmm. for it. You're going for it. And I get it because I'm a ramper upper too, Maria. I understand. Okay. And I'm more of a freezer. Yeah. Oh, freezer maybe is the wrong word, but avoider. You know, uh, shut her down. Yeah. yeah, you are uncomfortable with conflict. And uh, Maria is only with her. I know, right? For the rest of my life, I don't have a problem <laughs> telling you, you know, standing up for myself and telling you what I think. Um, uh -huh. But, uh -huh. you know, with my spouse, I have a hard time with it. Yeah, she's a spicy Latina. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, in that dynamic, um, in and of itself, doesn't lend itself. So the more you shut down, the more she ramps up. The more she ramps up, the more you shut down. And so mm -hmm. hence that cycle that you guys were doing for quite some time, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely. All right. So tell me, you come in, we start working on kind of understanding and mapping this cycle. Tell me kind of what was your experience in working through that two-day intensive um, and the follow-up program, but a lot of people are like two days. What are we doing there for sixteen hours, two days in a row? Tell me that experience for you guys. <laughs> well, it, it was amazing, actually, um, and, and I think it went faster than I would have thought because the first part of it was just us telling you our life story, mm -hmm. with you then asking some pointed questions in the middle of it and then the other person commenting or at least um, interacting with that part of it right. and we were able to see sort of why we number one you helped us identify the type of person or personality we are right. help the other person see why we're that way <laughs> and then everything just sort of clicked into place about who I am about who she is where she's coming from how I present myself, how she presents herself. And, and it went really fast from there because it wasn't so much, you know, we all go into these things thinking, oh, God, I don't want to do this for two days. You know? <laughs> or, I don't like this is be signing up to go get your tooth pulled or something. For two days, right? Or just everybody yelling at me. And that's just, oh, yelling. Yeah, that's like It's just not the way it was at all. We... We had a good friend who came to you before and couldn't recommend you highly enough. And that was enough to get me at least on board. And once we got in, I'm, I've turned into, a, I don't know about one of your biggest fans, but I, yeah. I was such a believer in what you do and how you do it that it was a pleasure, honestly, for two days. 
Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, it is such an honor when when you find that lane and help couples kind of find each other and navigate the um, towards back to each other. It's really a blessing, really a blessing. So, okay, so we worked through those two days. You really kind of identified and began understanding um, why your partner does the things they do and what the meaning behind of them is, because we kind of go into you know, brain understanding and romance, attachment, science, and all this stuff. And, and I hopefully I make it not so boring. But um, what were your main takeaways um, that still kind of resonate with the two of you? Well, to me, um, the biggest thing to me, it was I didn't feel heard. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't listening. (laughs) To me, that was huge because it's, there's always an ask when somebody comes to you. There's something that they're requesting. But in my case, I would be already thinking of what I was going to answer. Instead of just paying attention and being present and taking the emotion away Mm. and think thoroughly. What is he trying to tell me? What, what is his ask? And if I don't understand the ask, ask him, what is this? What, why are you coming to me? And again, non-emotional. So if it's not the right time, it was waiting mm-hmm. for the right time. And then talking more with the head and not with the with emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, th- to me, that's been huge and helped me throughout and also the story I'm telling myself uh-huh. oh that's so big <laughs> so, I love so the timing aspect because you've had to really tolerate kind of waiting until some of those emotional kind of things were not on notch 10 but given Corey space because it takes him a little while to process right so I love that all right we'll go into the story you're telling yourself I love this too Oh, it's, it's, it's like, because he, he, again, like Corey said, you took us apart, helped (laughs) us again, understand who is here, who we love and Mm -hmm. why we love him from the get go. And then say, okay, you, you freeze, you, you, you don't like the confrontation. So it's like, and what was going on in my head is like, he doesn't want this. So I would create these elaborate stories and then the problem used to be so tiny, but it became bigger because of what I was telling me, reading his reaction instead of listening. And again, again, I love it. It's not doing it with emotion, doing it with when you're calm mm. and, and letting him find a time that he is open to have a conversation. So that's the story I was telling me is he doesn't want to talk to me. He's mad, he's or not even voicing my concerns because I already know what how he's gonna react or what he's gonna respond. So mm-hmm. it's just a story. I love that. Let me I want to emphasize that because I see this over and over again. By the time that you guys get kind of down the road and you've been doing this kind of dance in your disconnect cycle for as long as you have, most couples say this too. 
Like I already anticipate what my um, my partner is going to do. I already know their dance moves. I already know their word go tos. I don't. And at but that point, I'm making my decisions based on what I already think they're going to say and do now. And so now I don't even reach. Now I just. And, yeah, and I'm angry with them for that. <laughs> <laughs> for add to that, I Corey. I li- I, go ahead. Add to that because I can so relate to most couples and most couples out there can relate to this. Go ahead. Yeah, because I mean, in the in the frame of mind we were in, I think, is not only do I know what she's going to say, but I don't like it. So I'm angry with her before she ever has a chance to say anything right. because I already assume I know what she was going to say or react or, or how it was going to, how she was going to react to whatever I said, you know, just. Because it, of that story that we tell ourselves about our partners, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We make those decisions based on our own judgments. This episode of the Love Leading Podcast is sponsored by the Marriage Momentum Program, a virtual experience of working live with Dr. Shannon, allowing you to choose the expertise you desire from anywhere you live. Through her warmth and professionalism, Dr. Shannon will lead you on your path from pain to healing, conflict to connection, and giving you the tools to communication that lead to the intimacy you are designed for. It is chocked full of additional resources, such as videos and curriculum that give you the comprehensive care that gets you the momentum results that other standalone 50-minute sessions cannot, all from the comfort and convenience of your own home. For more information, go to shannonrobertscounseling.com. Schedule your free 30-minute consultation today to discuss how you too can start your path back to each other. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. So then what about you, Corey? What were some of your takeaways? From the session or from the session? I guess you could talk about what it was like with the two days or from the whole program, but like main, like kind of things that still resonate with you two years later. Well, I mean, just what we learned about, about who we are and how stimulus react, how stimulus affect us. Like from the time she was little, you mm. can see some of the behavior that I, I don't have training or the knowledge to be able to identify those things. But when we've still got the, you know, the, the paper you drew our <laughs> life stories out on. Yeah. And, uh, doing some of that family of origin, a little bit of genogram, yeah. kind of deeper diving to understand why. So I, I could, we take yeah, way. I can understand. I'm sorry. Yeah. I could understand better why she reacts the way she reacts, or maybe in a certain situation present something a different way because it might not be received in the manner it's intended to be. But a lot of it was just understanding the who we are and, and where we're coming from and how to approach things. Like the thing about a, the protest, you know, when you have a problem. We still we still struggle with that a little bit because you know you go through your life and you forget things if you don't practice them every day. But whenever she does come out and say, "Hey, I want to lodge a formal protest on this," <laughs> but it, what it does is it puts me in the state of mind going back to the sessions where I can say, "Okay, calm down, hear what she has to say, know 
while I'm hearing it that I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to defend myself. I'm not going to say anything. All I'm here to do is take that information in, process it, and let you know that I heard what you said. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. Whether I agree with it or not, it's a different point. But at least she knows I heard her and I understand. And that's a big difference, right? Yeah. But you've said a lot and I love it. Let me just break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this common language because of this common experience. And you can go in with that language and, and now you have an understanding of what's coming your way. And you already knew how exactly that you could have, you know, approached it in a in the old way versus the new way. So you get to practice and um, you know your old cycle. Um, your old cycle was, I get, I'm hearing defensiveness and the new cycle is leaving room to share without judgment. And um, being able to validate. So I love that. That's huge. I'm so glad to hear that you guys are doing that two years later. (laughs) So, all right. Oh, my goodness. You guys have given a a mouthful. So where are you guys today, two years um, post-intensive and um, and programming? Are you back to your love story? Um, Is it kind of honeymoon bliss again? (laughs) I'm really setting you up, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think we're getting back to a place where we're really comfortable with each other. I mean, we sat down this weekend and did a budget. We've never wow. done that before. And, you know, it's sort of the kind of thing that temp, tempers would ordinarily and frustration, you know, would be uh, rising. And I think we both handled it really well. We ended up working together all weekend on it. And uh, at the end of it, we were proud of ourselves and proud of each other. And it went really well. I was really pleased. I don't think we had done that two years ago. I think oh, we'd, no. we'd, have ended up, <laughs> we'd have ended up in a fight without yeah, a doubt. Oh, my gosh. That is so fantastic. You know, um, There are strategic things that couples fight about, and I do some premarital counseling, and one of the things that I ask is if they categorize themselves as a saver or a spender, and they're usually these two opposite attracts, which should balance each other out, but when you don't have this communication, um, the want to to sit down and talk about uncomfortable things is so big. So that tells me a lot. Um, I'm so glad. And I know this for some of you out there, this is an audio. Um, but as Corey was sharing that, Maria was smiling. So I'm I'm imagining that there was some really good outcome with that. So fantastic. Anything else? What about the gains for you, Maria? Uh, too many to count. Honestly, I'm, I find joy being with him instead of just being angry and walking in eggshells. You know, now he's my friend. I, I gained my friend back. That friend that 26 years ago would make my heart skip a beat, you know, and I look forward every time he opens the door. Oh, he's home. And it's a smile on my face. So we're getting back to that. I'm not going to lie. It takes time. It times a lot of work, yeah. a lot of compromising, a lot of, you know, talking and listening. Mm. Uh, but it all is worth it. it it's all worth it. it. And you, 
you made such a difference because I've worked with uh, therapists for over 10 years and I love her. And with me, it works, you know, it's all about me. But the way you brought us together is so organic mm. that, as you know, we I came back to you with my teen daughter and when we came to you, our relationship was really bad and now it's great. So it's not just as couples. It's also, you know, with your daughter, I, you have this magic touch that <laughs> relationships, honestly. So, yeah. As much as I like you, I, I adore your daughter. Oh, my gosh. You guys did such a great job with her. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, Corey, you know, um, a lot of times um, when I do a phone consultation with a couple, because I know that 40% of the effectiveness of counseling is finding the right fit. You obviously had word of mouth. Um, sometimes couples did not. But um, a lot of times men are thinking, I don't know if I want a woman in the room because that means I'm outnumbered. There's there's my wife and then there's the female therapist. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Can you speak to the men out there in my community and my ecosystem about kind of what your experience was, um, given that you were the only man in the room? <laughs> I'd be happy to, as long as you guys turn your ears off for a sec. <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, she's, you know, it was her idea to come. Okay. Since it wasn't my idea, the story I'm telling myself is that I'm going to go in there and yeah. get railed on for two days. Mm. And in reality, That's not a common. I get it. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what happened was on a lot of the things where I thought that I was right, you thought, not that I was right, but you felt validated. I felt validated. Right. And you were able to put it to take my words or my feelings and translate them into something that wouldn't offend her. So I was able to make myself understood mm. without getting her upset which would normally happen and vice versa mm -hmm. she was able to say things that upset her you filtered them and maybe changed them into my personality type a little bit more mm -hmm. and we were able to tell each other things that we haven't been able to tell each other for 15 years because you were uh. an intermediary and that that made all the differences we didn't exactly know how to communicate because we didn't understand each other. We knew each other inside out, but we didn't understand each other that much. And what you helped me to do was understand her. So the scary experience I thought I was going to have turned into be something that was enjoyable because it wasn't, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It was like, oh, I get what you're saying. Maria, do you understand what he's saying? And it's, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, and so people who have not been to counseling before or have um, um, will say, gosh, what do we do in there behind those doors for all that length of time? Or the ones that have and said, I just went to counseling and we had the same argument in the counselor. So I'm so glad that you said I kind of held the safety in the room for you to have conversations that you probably tried to have had a long period of time you said 15 years to your point 
Um, but hopefully have it in a different way with different experiences so that you can begin to have those emotional shifts in the room towards each other again. So, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, there's there's one other thing at the oh, risk okay. of embarrassing you. Um, I like watching people who really know what they're doing do that thing. Like if you watch a an amazing painter puts something on there, a sculptor or something. You yeah. can just go, wow, I see what you did. It all makes sense now. And I see how it all fits together. And you make it look so easy. When you did that for us, it was a pleasure to watch you just break down what we were saying. You got a sort of formula, I guess you use, or at least a structure. Yeah. And it made so much sense. It was just, you just go, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was just, <laughs> it was a pleasure. That's why I'm such a fan because what I oh. saw you do, you do. I've dealt with other therapists or worked with other therapists too. Yeah. No, nobody ever did it as artfully as you have. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. You know, when you're right, when you find people in their lane, and they love and are passionate and they're called and purpose. It is a beautiful sight. And I, I, I admire all the kind of people that have those same kind of skills. And so, but what I want to say on the other side of that room is now watching you guys do this right now and see, I get to see you on the screen. I know everyone else doesn't, but just to see the smiles and just to see you sitting, I mean, you guys really did the hard work. And so thank you for that. It's been an honor to be partnered with you and you, you don't get rid of me. I mean, from here on out, you at least get your annual checkup from me every week. I mean, every year. So <laughs> I get to be a part of your life. And so that's the joy of it. Thank you guys so much for being a guest. Is there any last bit of just, you know, um, encouragement that you want to offer any couples out there? Um, I would just say to the guys who are hesitant about doing it, it's a leap of faith, but it's worth it. It's a, uh, I, you just won't be sorry you did it. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do, but it's well worth it. And I would like to add something. I'm Catholic and he doesn't practice a religion. And I think it's important for people to know because when they read the name of your um, business, you know, it's, it's religion based, but I got to tell you, it worked. The, the religion wasn't touched unless I brought it up. Yeah. And then you, you, it was between you and me. And if that's something that some people think, well, it has religion, it, you set the tone. You as a client set the tone and you respect it. You respect how that goes. So I think that to, was one of the first questions she yeah. asked. And one said, not really. Like, okay, yeah. we'll deal with that. I so, totally forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up, Maria. That, you know, um, yeah. Uh, even though I work a lot of times with faith-based couples, um, that is one of the, in, you know, initial intake questions so that I can cater how much of that specifically to each individual couple that is desired. So I appreciate you mentioning that for sure. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. 
So All right. You. We're so glad to have had you. Um, I am honored and um, I am so appreciative. Thank you, Maria and Corey, for being with us this afternoon. Welcome. My pleasure. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.